Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. So here's the legal disclaimer part of this whole thing. Katie, are you a mental health professional? No, I'm not. Neither am I. So if you're struggling with any of these issues, please seek professional help and just listen to us because we're funny. Hey, I'm Katie. And I'm Summer. And this is Monsters in the Attic. A podcast where we have real conversations about everyday struggles with personality and mental health issues. We're glad you're here. Katie. Hey, Summer. How are you doing? I'm well. How are you? You know, I'm doing okay. It is, technically we're recording on August 1st. It is the first day of the month of August, and we have two full moons this month. We That's do. right. And we transition into Aquarius from Gemini, which, thank God, am I the only one? No, I'm with you, sister. I have no idea what any of that means. <laughs> I, I know you. I'm a Scorpio, and that's about as far as it goes. Yep. That's all you need to know. We'll I tell know. you the rest. I know about yes. two moons this month, and it's supposed to be a great thing, so I'm here for that. Yes. And everything that surrounds the positivity of it. I am going to make you some moon water tonight and drop it off at your house tomorrow. Fantastic. Do okay. I drink this? Um, We'll talk about it. Okay. Sounds yeah, good. Totally. Summer, who are we here with today? You know, this is one of my very favorite people in the entire world. I mean, I'd say if I have like a top five list, she's somewhere on it. She might be like four and a half, but she's still in the top five. <laughs> I'm here for it. This is my friend, Carrie McCam. Hello. Hello, everyone. Hi, Carrie. How are you, Katie? I'm wonderful. Good. I'm so happy to see you. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Yeah. And I love you, Summer, more oh. than life. I love you. I believe you when you say that. Yes. You know, I know a lot of people love me peripherally, <laughs> but I believe we have a deep soul connection. It's a true story. Yes. Yes. So Carrie is here to talk to us about, you worded it eloquently last night. Oh, yeah. So Carrie's here to talk to us about health. Well, how did I say it? Health and chronic pain. Oh, it was chronic and health related pain is what I think we're going to go with. Yeah. And how it affects your mental psyche. Mm. Yeah, mm. It's a tough spot. It is. I so feel like chronic pain is something that we hear about a lot, you know, with medications and stuff, but health related pain isn't something that I'm really familiar with. So I'm interested. Buckle up. It's going to be rough. That was a big sigh, sister. Yeah. I have dealt with chronic pain most of my life. Health pain is a different type of pain simply because when you're when you think you're healthy and you're doing your best and you're still in pain and you're still suffering from whatever afflictions you are, which for me specifically, I'm a type 2 diabetic, was diagnosed 9 years, 10 years ago uh, after I had my second child. Um, I developed gi gestational diabetes and then it went from there and I never got rid of it. And so my health took a turn for the worse. Um Immediately, I was put on metformin to control my insulin levels. 
which in the long run ended up killing me because um, I could never keep anything down to eat. I lost an enormous amount of weight, which is fabulous, but not not fabulous when you're feeling like shit all day. Right. And so um, it also <laughs> created this very bad situation with my intestines. Um, I have a blocked, paralyzed right intestine, which help, uh, it not helps, it hurts. Um, it helps, I mean, it, it uh, takes so much to have to, for your body to digest food. And then when you have a lazy intestine or one that's paralyzed due to medication, which what was metformin, um, it's a little difficult for your body to handle and you're constantly in pain, whether you feel like you're just so bloated, um, up, you know, up to your neck, feeling sick, always nauseous, um, no relief, honestly, when you, when I try to do any kind of natural laxatives or any kind of over the counter stuff, nothing works. And so it's, it's a constant chronic issue that I have. And I'm, Diving deeper into figuring out how to handle this situation. Um, but after this happened, I realized this about a, about a year and a half ago. Um, I was having issues and even more issues with my stomach at that point than I had already been having from the metformin and from the uh, insulin uh, shots that I was taking. And everything just took a toll on my body with all of those medicines that are supposed to heal you. And it sucks being uh, a person left on the bad end of prescriptions, whether it be prescriptions that are supposed to help you that end up hurting you inside or addictions. So it's a very, very hard place to be because you're kind of left stuck and miserable because you don't know which way to go. You can go to the doctor, but he's just going to prescribe you something else to put on top of it. And honestly... I don't want another pill prescribed. Right. I want something that I can find that's going to help me and benefit my body. And at the same time, help me with my chronic pain. Because when you have to suffer with chronic pain, the toll that it takes on your mental health is probably the hardest thing that you have to go through. As women and people in general, we have to go through enough in life already. No joke. And so when you're presented with things that happen that are negative with your health and then your mental health starts to deteriorate because of that, it's a dangerous spot to be in. It is. You want to tell us a little bit more about like when that started for you, when you realized that your mental health was starting to take a toll and um, because of your physical health and like how did your family respond to that? Who were who were the people that were integral and who were the people that didn't quite understand. I think a lot of people <clears throat> that I surround myself with know me, and it's really hard for you to sit down with me for five minutes and not know my heart and who I am. I mean, that's just who I am. I am as real as they get, and what you see <laughs> is what you get, and I'm going to go ahead and apologize for that. True story. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it's, it's a little bit much, but I will no, say this. It. I will say my family, my husband, Dave, he is like the most amazing person in the world. And I think everybody that has known him and met him knows that as well. And he's always been my strong rock and my support. 
Sometimes it's really hard, though, to let your spouse or your close family in and even your close friends in when you're suffering with mental health because I'm super independent and I'm like, I can do it myself. I can handle it myself. I can figure this out. But at the same time, when you feel yourself just falling deeper and deeper into that hole and you look up and you're like, I don't even know how to get out of here now. I'm so far into my feelings and so far into this darkness that I don't know what to do. And those are the lowest moments that I've had when it comes to chronic pain and mental health because you just can't seem to function. Uh, Just a normal getting up out of bed every day. And I don't even know what it feels like to feel good in the morning. I wake up miserable. I wake up sick. I wake up, you know, hurting. So it takes me a while to get my day started unlike, you know, normal people. So it, it, when I have those moments and I have those, like, deep, dark moments that I don't know, I'll reach out to my husband and I'll say, hey, I'm not well. I'm not good. And, of course, he can always tell. He can see the progression of me going into it, and he'll do his best, like most men or spouses do, partners, whatever. They are there to support you, but they also know that you know, he knows me and he knows that I need my space for support as well. Like, I want your support, but I want you to also give me some space to work out these things and figure out what I need to do. And he is fantastic at support. And my oldest daughter, Chloe, she's really great as well. And I have a little one, Eva, who she may not know a whole lot about what's going on or or what I go through every day, but her tender heart knows that when mom's not well, you know, she just knows at the right time to put a hand on my shoulder or give me a hug or tell me I'm beautiful or something. It's just very warming to know that I have a family who stands by me no matter what I go through. And I know I have friends that would do that too. I mean, you guys, I feel so comfortable with the relationship that Katie and and Summer and really there's a group of us that we have built this magnificent uh, environment for women. That's the best way for me to describe it. That's a beautiful way to put it. It's a really healthy, thriving environment just for women. And dudes are invited too. We just all happen to be women who found each other at this point in our lives and just kind of all... Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. It's and it's funny because the guys are just an added bonus when they come. But it's we a have, true story. <laughs> we have like the strongest. I, it's funny because if I meet somebody, I have to say to them, I have a very, very strong girl group, and you, it's going to be hard to penetrate that girl. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I said penetrate. Wrong podcast. <laughs> Whoops, again. That's the next one. <laughs> That's our 1 900 podcast. Yeah, our on. 1 900 sexy sum. That's what I came up with. It was seven letters sexy sum. I'm sorry. It was perfect. <laughs> okay. But yeah, just to like on that point, yeah, we just have, we're fortunate. I know it's a blessing and it's a privilege almost to have a group of friends, not even just women, but a group of friends that are that close and that we yeah. can be unwell together and still be loved and That's still exactly show each right. other love. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And we are regularly yes. unwell together. <laughs> it, this is true. You know, we are women. There are times when we're all unwell. Yeah. But it is true. It's a, it's a, it's probably the strongest bond that I've ever had with women yeah. in general. Me too. Uh, I'm not one that has had very many women friends in my lifetime um, just because I didn't want to. 
and I'm sorry for that. Right. But sometimes women can be bitches, and I, I don't have the time or the patience for that, and I don't have time for games. So I want to be who I am, and I don't want to be anybody different. And I choose my crowd, and this is the crowd that I fell into, and I feel the most loved and the most taken care of and the most supported ever. Yeah. And it's a just fucking great place to be. It is. I get, you know, I talk about I'm so lonely because I'm single. I'm not lonely. I'm mm-hmm. just single. Yeah. You know, like, exactly. and honestly, I have everything that I need. I've got all of my spiritual needs met from my girlfriend's physical. Well, well, yeah. yeah, yeah. Hugs and hugs and kisses. Yeah. And holding hand, hand holds, you know, and I get all my emotional needs and all my um, social needs met by this group of women. And I've never felt so seen or loved, you know, and mine looks like hanging out. You know, that's what love looks like to me. Absolutely. And, and there's 12 of y'all. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. there's plenty of people to hang out with. <laughs> so I always feel loved, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. That's I feel the same way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's so many of us that I feel chosen and loved every day. Yep. You know, I just feel so chosen and so seen. Summer, mm-hmm. you said something about Eeyore. I think it was yesterday that almost made me cry. And it was, you know, Eeyore is the character in Winnie the Pooh who's always like, depressed and sad he's the one who's always down which I feel like that sometimes but you said that the beautiful thing about Eeyore was that his friends still invite him and still include him in all of the adventures even though he's depressed and he's sad and they still love him and never ask him to be happy yeah and they and they never ask him or expect him to be happy they just let him be Eeyore and I think that's the key to having support when you're physically and mentally hurting is to have that support group of people, family, friends, whatever, that you can just be sad with and they don't expect you to be happy because they know what you're going through and they're not going to try to make you talk about it. They're not going to try to do anything other than just let you be who you are and work through it and help you go through it lovingly and without backbiting or gossip right there it is there it is (laughs) that part there it is the most integral part about our friend group is it's so and it's unspoken we've never had to talk about it ever but there's no no one talks about anyone in a seriously (laughs) it's the craziest thing I don't think I've ever been in a group of women who just so seemingly seamlessly don't want to gossip about each other that's right it's so great and really everybody's so fabulous there's really nothing to gossip about it's true I mean mean, every now and then we have to gossip about each other's boyfriend you know know. we'd be talking shit about Greg let's talk about it did you see Carrie her eyebrows look so fabulous today (laughs) (laughs) thank you ladies thank you you would never know that I spent like 30 45 minutes on them because I have shaky hands (laughs) <laughs> oh. <laughs> they start out thin. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then they get real fabulous i want i want everyone to know that if you see me out on the street my eyebrows are afoot if they are missing if they are <laughs> jacked up in any way Please feel free to come and tell me. I'm not going to be the girl that's going to be embarrassed. I don't want to walk around with one half eyebrow on. That's embarrassing. I mean, come on. Yeah. Be, be a friend. Yes. Just say lovingly. Can I just point that out? Say it lovingly. Because if you come at me laughing, that's going to be a whole different scenario. I mean, these hands 
They do fly. I'm going to come at you laughing. Well, I, I expect that from you. Okay. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that will hurt my soul if you come at me laughing. <laughs> yeah. And that's the beautiful part about having good relationships with people is there's a way that you can say, hey, babe, you've got a little bit of lipstick on your teeth. They're like, hey, yeah. you need to go like this or do something. Yeah. Like, there's, mm-hmm. you know, you can tell when it's done with love. But let me tell you, these hands will. They do get thrown. They do. They do. They fly around. <laughs> and sometimes on their own. On their own. On had they nothing own. to do with that. No. <laughs> no. But, you know, going back to support and trying to get through healing, it's always important to see someone and talk to someone, whether it be your friend group, whether it be your spouse or your partner, or whether it be a therapist, you know? I mean, I'm here for therapy. Like, I love that, and I push that because I think it's a great source of working through whatever emotions you have, and whether it's your mental health that you're suffering through because of chronic pain or if it's just shit that life throws at you that you can't handle. And um, I'm just going to say this. We all went to see Barbie this past weekend, and I'm going to lay this out there just like this. That montage that America Ferreira gave about the stresses of women in society and people in general, that struck such a nerve with me. And I know that it did with every woman sitting. I mean, hell, even men. My husband, he read it online because, you know, it was a girl's thing. He didn't get to come see Barbie, although he was a little bit butthurt about it because he (laughs) wanted to go see Barbie, too. Um, We still love you, Dave. I know. We love you so much, baby. (laughs) And so he read it, and he was like, damn, that's powerful. I said, that is what every woman thinks in her mind every single day before her feet even hit the ground. Yep. I'm already tired. Yep. I'm already tired. The theater literally erupted in applause after that monologue that she gave. So I yelled something. Summer may have started that by yelling, (laughs) yes, queen. And then it erupted in applause. It did. I bet it erupted every, I bet it erupts every, every time though. You know, there's certain movies you go to and you just know that everybody's clapping at certain points or everybody's going, oh my God, or whatever. That movie, I audibly cried twice. Like our sweet little friend Brie, like put her arm around me, you know, cause Brie's like mama. (laughs) Yes. Brie is, is, she can be the best wife. I'm telling you guys, Uh if you are looking Looking for the A1 top notch. She's the most beautiful girl in the world, too. Yes. This woman, it has a Christmas tree in every room. Let me just start there. <laughs> She's my kind of girl. Love I her. love her. Brie is our sweet, Man. sweet friend. I love her so much. Like, I have to sometimes stop myself from momming her because, yeah. you know, she's the same age as my Your daughter. Yeah. And so I have a really hard time not momming her but at the same time she's just the sweetest spirit and I know that I know that she's got someone for her out there that's she just does. gonna be perfect it's, gonna, it's gonna be the perfect man it it's is. gonna be the perfect man we're all yeah. gonna be like well a little but flat. if we can go back to the crying yeah <laughs> yes. it was not two times I she was sitting two people down from me and I'd look over at her periodically like every 15 minutes and she's like you can't see anything but just her face was glazed like a donut because she had been crying for like an hour. And so I just, I finally, I was like, just, she's good. She's good. She's feeling empowered right now. I was feeling empowered. 
Yeah. It was a beautiful thing. And, you know, you think, oh, the Barbie movie, like, oh, that's going to be geared toward little kids. Nope. That was our movie. I believe it. Oh, that was for yeah. us. That was our generation. That was it. America Ferreira's movie. Exactly. It was a movie about mom. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. a movie about daughter or doll. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was, it was a movie, a movie about, about us and our cultural struggles with life. the world. Yeah. It's oh, so good. I'm getting goosebumps right now. I'm talking about it. It's true. It's true. Well, um, back to the mental health podcast in which we came to actually participate in. <laughs> See, this is what happens when you get three crazy women together Just to do a it. podcast. We go off of fucking rabbit holes. Yep. Hey, they're cute rabbit holes, though. They are, and they're full of delight. Yes. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Sometimes you got to keep up. Anyway. Okay. So, right. Carrie, let's talk a little bit more about your struggles with pain and everything. What are things that you did to overcome that, and what are you doing now? What's working for you, and what's maybe still hard for you? Hmm. What works for me doesn't work for everybody because we're all individuals. But right now, what works for me and helps me is the fact that I have the freedom and the uh, the flexibility in my career that I can take the time that I need to get myself together in the mornings and face my day without feeling rushed and without feeling pressure to be there at a certain time because, honestly, I'm not well in the mornings. I'm just not. Mornings are very, very hard for me. I usually am sick for about an hour to an hour and a half when I wake up. And so the only thing that has been helping me so far with that issue is just trying my best to give my body time to heal because there's I don't I don't know what else to do and the way that I handle it is what works for me and I have to just go through the motions every day is what I feel like because I'm kind of stuck and it sucks it sucks to be here but at the same time it's what do I do you know I go see a doctor and it's just going to be another round of medication or another this and pill or shot I'm just I'm still taking care of the type 2 diabetes let me give you an update on that um I've done so well with my health and my diet and my habits that I'm no longer classified as a type 2 diabetic yay yes so I don't have to take anything for that but I am still consistently really taking care of myself because I have no family left. They are all gone. I am the only one of my people left. And I had to bury all of them because of this, because of the type 2 diabetic. Um, the diagnosis that they received when they received it, that the way they responded was not to take care of it. And that is the reason why they died. And so the moment that I found out, I've done nothing but be proactive and take care of it. And it's really hard as a Hispanic woman to not eat tortillas. Them homemade tortillas, girl. Oh, it's Oof, it's hard for us to. Throw them down. It's Oof. really hard for, for me, especially, because I love to eat. I'm an eater. I'm a big girl. I'm a little bit chunky, and it's okay, because I'm curvy in all the right places. Yeah, all the are. right places. And I'm yeah, very confident are. about my body. Yeah, that's are. not an issue for me. It's more than that. It's my health. And so I'm still struggling. I still struggle with the pain and my stomach issues, and that is something that I'm going to have to struggle with until I can find something that's going to help me that's not going to put me back on a round of medications because that's just not the route I want to go. I've already killed 
my body because of it, trying to make my body healthier and uh, fight to stay alive, I've ended up, you know, damaging an intestine and fucking up my whole thing. So it's hard. It's really hard. And right now I'm just at a, a standstill because, and I've been in this position for about six months. And so I just gotta keep on fighting. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all send me all the good vibes. Big, juicy healing vibes. Mm. Yeah. All of them. Yeah. Well, well, thanks for coming on today. Well, thank you. We appreciate it. No, it's a hard subject to talk about, but we appreciate everybody coming on here and talking about mental health. So, yeah. And just being so open with us about the things that you're struggling with because I feel like it really helps other people, you know? Yeah, absolutely. It's it's a lot of uh, it's a lot of hurt physically, and then the mental health part of it sucks as well. But that part is getting better. That yeah. part is because I have a group and a support group to talk to when I'm not feeling great, and I have wonderful people in my life that want to see nothing but the best for me and my family, and as I want to see for them. So that helps me get through. The dark times. Yeah. yeah. Amen to that. That's beautiful. It is. Thank you. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming on. Katie, I love you and all of your monsters. I love you and all your monsters. Signing off. See you next time. Bye. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.